the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, y'all, and welcome to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we are systematically unfolding what the Scripture teaches regarding what a lot of us sometimes find to be hard-to-understand theological topics. But we believe what Michael Lawrence said, practical problems have theological answers. So the question is not whether or not you're going to be a theologian, but what kind of theologian you're going to be. And we're always working hard here at Kitchen Table Theology to help make you a biblically sound theologian. Today's podcast is our 10th episode in a series on the end times. So far, we've touched on the overview of the end times, the rapture, the tribulation, signs of the end times, the millennial reign of Christ, and who and what are Gog and Magog. If you missed any of those, we invite you to go back and check them out. Pastor Jeff, we've channeled our inner Wizard of Oz for today's title, Seals, Trumpets, and Bowls, Oh Oh My! And with that in mind, (laughs) what is this all about? Did you watch The Wizard of Oz when you were little? Oh, multiple times. And I was in a production of The Wiz. How does this not surprise me? Are there pictures? Are there videos? Oh, yes. There are both. We would love to see those. Can we share? If Kitchen Table Theology had a website, we would share those. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I do have a. uh, (laughs) I I do have an Instagram account. The outfit was something of legends. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. But let's move on for today's purposes. We digress. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hello again, Kitchen Table Theologians. Yeah. Well, Jen, I thought that since we've covered a lot of the big rocks in the end times thing, well, sort of, there's a lot of big rocks, but. I just thought it might be good to go back and touch on a few things that we mentioned in previous Mm -hmm. podcasts, but we really didn't dive into. So we'll do that today a little bit regarding the three series of unprecedented judgments during the tribulation age, and they have to do with seals, trumpets, and bowls. So they're going to be poured out. These judgments are going to be poured out on earth because of gross sin because of people defying God, and the fact that God's people are being persecuted, both Jew and Gentile alike, God is going to rain down some judgment during those times. Okay. And what are these three series called? Or is today's podcast title a dead giveaway for that? Well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, there's This can get a little bit discombobulated, but there's uh, we're, we're going to try to do this to and, and keep it as clear as possible. So we're going to talk about it in terms of three series of judgments. The first series, in that first series, a scroll we read about will be unrolled, and the seals holding the scrolls closed will be broken and open, and then divine wrath follows, and there are seven seals altogether, okay? The second series is a release of God's judgments by blowing trumpets, and there are seven trumpets. So in addition to these trumpet blasts, along with trumpets five, six, and seven, there will be something accompanying all of that. I have a very hard time saying that word. Accompanying. Accompanying. (laughs) So uh, along with, let's go with that, (laughs) along with trumpets five, six, and seven, 
there will be woes, the word woe, W-O-E. These woes can be described as torment unleashed upon humanity. The first two woes describe progressively worse demonic activity. And the third woe, which is repeated three times, is about the Battle of Armageddon. Mm. So first series will be the broken seals judgment. The second series, the trumpet blast with three woes thrown in for good measure. The third series releases judgment by the outpouring of bowls of divine wrath. And there are seven of those. So there's seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. The first two series, the seals and the trumpets, except for the seventh trumpet judgment, will occur during the first half of the tribulation. And the seventh trumpet judgment and the bowls of wrath take place during the second half of the tribulation. Do you feel like I did a really good job confusing everyone on that, Jen? No, we're just going to repeat it a little bit okay. to make sure we have it all straight. So you're saying that the Bible says that during the tribulation, there will be three series of judgment or divine wrath. Yes. And that the majority of these will occur during the first 3.5 years of the tribulation, the yeah, first that, half. That, that, tri- that seven-year tribulation period, y'all remember Kitchen Table Theologians is divided into two three-and-a-half-year periods. Most of these are going to occur during the first three and a half years. But they'll cover all seven years, right? Correct. Okay. So I think I think our collective heads are spinning, <laughs> but we're okay. So now, kitchen table theologians, we know that many of you are listening while you're commuting, working out around the house, exercising. Some of you are sitting with an open Bible and taking feverish notes. Wherever you are and whatever you do, you're doing, we're going to do our best to make this clear and after each series do kind of a, a quick summary so it doesn't get too jumbled in our heads. But I'm going to give you a heads up now. This may be a podcast you'll want to listen to more than once. Yeah. Well, let's jump in here. So each of these judgment series, and they all have symbolism all throughout, they're used to describe God's judgment upon sinful Christ-rejecting men and women of the earth. Each judgment is progressively worse, and they all culminate in the Battle of Armageddon. We looked at that, I think, maybe two podcasts ago. We did. Which is the defeat of the world's armies. So interestingly, each set of judgments are separated by a scene, something that occurs in heaven. So after the seals judgments are done, something happens in heaven pretty significantly. After the trumpets, something happens in heaven pretty significantly. So the scenes in heaven all have to do with describing God's presentation of the gospel to the peoples of the earth and warning of eternal judgment. It all has to do with things along those lines. Okay, so how about we start there? How about we start with that first set of judgments, the seven seals? Okay, the seals provide an overview of the terrors that will occur in the tribulation period. Now, the description of the tribulation period begins in Revelation 6 and ends in chapter 19. So the vast majority of the book of Revelation is about the tribulation period. Mm -hmm. The first six seals are described in Revelation 6, 1 through 17. So we get the whole, almost the whole thing in, in Revelation chapter 6. Okay. Can you break down each of those six, first six seals for us? Yeah, I think, yeah, we can do this this quickly. So the first seal is a rider on a white horse, and that's to symbolize peace 
That occurs at the beginning of the tribulation, and this judgment seems to be referring to the beginning of the beasts or the Antichrist's political career. When by military conquest, he's going to gain control of the Middle Eastern Ten Nation Federation, and everyone's going to love him at first. It's going to be a man of peace. Oh, man, he's going to be loved. But believers who are on earth at this time hopefully and should be aware and recognize him for who he is. Now, many believers will. Unfortunately, many will not. Daniel describes all this in chapters 7, 8, and 11 of his book. The Antichrist will upset the political and military equilibrium of the Middle East, but he's coming representing peace. That's the first seal. The second seal is a rider on a red horse, and that represents the conflict, the war, that's going to be triggered by this by the Antichrist conquest. Seal three is a rider on a black horse, and this represents the famine that results from the conflict. Seal four is a rider on a green or some translations say a pale horse. That represents death. The death that this war will inflict, there's going to be death by disease, by famine. There's going to be death to animals and insects, death claiming the body of people, Hades claiming the soul. Matthew 24, Jesus said there, death, this death will exert itself over one-fourth of the earth. You know, you go back to Matthew 24, 25, Jesus talked a lot about all of this, maybe more than we realize, but he said death's going to exert itself over a fourth of the earth. Is that where we get some pop culture references to the four horsemen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's four horsemen. Yeah, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay. That's them. Seal five are the early martyrs. So that that fifth seal provides a vision of the godly people who will be slain for Jesus' sake in, again, the first half of the tribulation. So, And then we, we see them standing before God's throne in heaven. They call for divine vengeance on their enemies, and they're told to rest until the remainder of God's people are martyred. However, however many are going to be martyred, God says, you, you wait until the martyrdom is finished on earth. And apparently that's going to be completed during the second half of the tribulation. Seal 6 is a vision of the time of their vengeance. God will grant the martyr's request with a preview of the events that are, portray- that are, that are being portrayed by this sixth, sixth seal. That's hard to say. <laughs> seal number 6, judgment. These events are going to come to pass immediately, immediately before the return, the second coming of Christ. So, And the Lord at that time, among many other things, is going to avenge the death of the martyrs for the faith. Seal 7 is silence in heaven. It just gets silent. And this is the literal calm before the storm Mm -hmm. of the next series of judgments that will visit the earth. Okay, so we've got that first seal, the rider on the white horse, symbolizing peace. Mm -hmm. We've got seal two, a rider on a red horse, representing conflict or war. Mm -hmm. Seal three is a rider on a black horse. It represents famine and the results of that conflict. Seal four is a rider on the green, or I like pale because green just seems weird to me. We're going to say we're going to say pale horse, and that represents the death that will in will come along with disease, famine, and death to animals. And those those are the four horsemen. And a fourth of the earth. 
dies. Along with that, yes. And the fourth seal time. So then seal five, those are the early martyrs. Mm-hmm. And seal six is the vision of the time in of their vengeance right. that's there. And then seal seven is silence. Right. Okay. Very good. But there's a break between six and seven, correct? We're going to talk about about that in a little bit. There's a that's with the trumpets. Okay. A break. Oh, okay. These gotcha. seven are These seven presented, are all in the and first. The, and then okay. there's a then there's a one of the scenes in heaven now. Okay. That that occurs. Okay. So all of these are these in seven succession. seals, okay. right, are, are are finished. So the first scene in heaven between the seals and the trumpets occurs in Revelation seven. And and in the scene, this is where we encounter the one hundred and forty four thousand witnesses and the tribulation martyrs. This interlude between the seals and the trumpets focuses on the spread of the gospel during the tribulation and the death of the tribulation saints, the tribulation believers. Okay, so this 144,000, we we hear a lot of talk about that in lots of different religions, maybe even some cults. Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. <laughs> yes. So what is that? Because I don't think we've talked about that specifically yet. Yeah, I don't I don't think we have. The 144,000 witnesses are actual people living during the end times tribulation, and we meet them in Revelation 7-4. So how about reading that for us? And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. So these are 12,000 Jews taken from every tribe, Mm -hmm. the 12 tribes Mm -hmm. of the children of Israel. So 12,000 times 12 equals 144,000. These 144,000 Jews are, and you read this word, sealed, Mm -hmm. which means they have the special protection of God. They are kept safe from the divine judgments that are being visited upon the earth. They are kept safe from the wrath of the Antichrist, who you can imagine only wants them gone, mm-hmm. right? Because they they can per- freely perform, protected, divinely protected by God, freely perform their mission during the tribulation. Now, it's do been, they know that they're a part of that? Will I think they so. Know yeah, that I think they do. Okay. Well, when when you know when you and I think everybody else will know too, mm-hmm. because none of what's going to be happening is going to affect them. Hmm. Famine's not going to affect them. Mm, Death, they're disease, not. Disease, yeah. okay. So it's been prophesied in Zechariah and Romans that Israel would repent and turn back to God, and the 144,000 Jews seem to be sort of a first fruits of that, mm-hmm. of, the, of redeemed Israel. So their mission seems to be to evangelize the post-rapture world, the tribulation world, and proclaim the gospel during the tribulation period. Now, as a result of their ministry, millions, the Bible calls them a, a, a great multitude that no one can count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, will come to faith in Christ due to the preaching, proclamation, testimony of the 144,000. So there's a lot going on there. I'm out of breath. <laughs> there's a lot going on there with those seven seals during the tribulation. Yeah. So that's that first series. Now let's move on to the trumpets and... I recall and can remind our listeners, you played trumpet growing up, didn't you? <laughs> Many years ago. I, <laughs> I played in a concert band and a jazz band in high school, but these these trumpets, a little bit different from my playing <laughs> days. In Bible times, trumpets were often used for signaling, 
And this usage of trumpets during the tribulation, I think, maintains that that concept and usage. Out of the seven trumpet judgments, the first six will take place on earth in the first half of the tribulation. The first four trumpet judgments affect one-third of the earth, probably focusing on the Middle East. Each judgment will affect various elements of nature and the people who are dependent upon these elements of nature. The last three trumpet judgments, as I said earlier, have those accompanying woes affecting the entire earth. So trumpet one, that judgment will destroy vegetation along with timber, fuel, food. That's going to be horrific. Trumpet two is a volcanic eruption where we read it, it will turn the sea to blood. Trumpet three will be some sort of meteorite collision with earth resulting in contaminated water. Trumpet four is the curtailment of celestial light. Now, trumpets five, six, and seven contain the woes. Trumpet five and the first woe is the torment of humans. And this woe, this trumpet, will be inflicted by demons who will be released from what is termed the abyss or the bottomless pit, which is where they are right now. They're going to be released, and they're going to they're going to torment humanity. They will have a, the Bible says, a supernatural appearance. They will torture unsaved men and women for five months. Mm. And we read that people will seek death, but they will not be able to die. It will be that bad. Just mm. I, I, I just want to kill myself. I want something to fall on me. I want somebody to kill me, but they will not be able to die. Revelation 8.13 says, Then I looked, and this is John the Apostle writing, Then I looked. And I heard an eagle flying in midheaven saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Mm. And it's here, isn't it, that we get this second scene in heaven? Yeah, and in the second scene is the description of the tribulation. And this is in Revelation chapter 10 and, and chapter 11. And the scene includes a strong angel. The Bible calls it a strong angel mm. or some giant angel of some sort. John described him in Revelation 10 by saying, in part, I saw him coming down out of heaven clothed with a cloud. The rainbow was upon his head. His face was like the sun, his feet like pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book, which was open. He placed his right foot on the sea and his left on land. And he cried out with a loud voice, as when a lion roars. And when he cried out, the seven peals of thunder uttered their voices. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, just beggar's belief almost. During this break in the description of the trib- tribulation period in Revelation 10, two witnesses appear. Now, if you've read Revelation, you'll remember the two witnesses. We don't know a lot about the two witnesses, but their purpose is to serve as witnesses. However, we're not told what they will communicate, what what they are telling us that they've witnessed. We don't know that yet. And that scene focuses, again, on the spread of the gospel and, and people hearing the gospel and through the ministry of these two witnesses. All right, trumpet six. We made it down to trumpet six. This is the second woe. Trumpet five in the first woe is the torment of people. 
Trumpet six, the second woe is a slaughter of people. This will be inflicted by what appears to be massive demonic activity, which will be led by four fallen angels and all who have an unearthly appearance. They will slay a third of mankind. The second woe is referenced in Revelation eleven fourteen. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. So the first half of the tribulation may not be as many as peaceful as many think it will be or teach it will mm-hmm. be. It's going to start peaceful. Mm-hmm. The Antichrist is in charge. Everybody's loving it. Israel enters into a covenant, a pact with him. They let their defenses down. It appears it's going to appear all is right with the world, but it won't take long. And here come the seal judgments. Here, here come the trumpet judgments. And then after the sixth seal judgment, now we're at the midway point of the tribulation. And so the remainder of the tribulation will have the seventh, seventh trumpet judgment. And then following that, we will have the seven bowls judgment. But that's for the next podcast. It is. I was thinking, I think we've about covered all we can handle yeah, today yeah, with this is. happy, happy yeah, news. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's a lot. <laughs> but we'll continue next time. And kitchen table theologian, you know, we went through all that fairly quick. Go back and listen to this again or check out the the episode notes right there where you listen and all of this will be written out for you. And uh, there's some timestamps in there. You can go back and listen to certain sections of it. And uh, so that's that's just a resource that we make available to you here to help you in your further study. Sure. And if you missed any of the former podcasts, yeah. you can go back in and access those as well. You can head on over to jeffcranston.com for more information about Pastor Jeff, his books, sermons, leadership notes, and blog posts. want to give a special thanks to Danny and her team at Streamline Podcast and Dylan, our tech director here with us today. Yes. Yay. Well, next week, we are coming back with the continuation of today's podcast. And until then, always remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.